With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, hey, Michigan Maniacs. This is the Michigan Football Rant, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. Before we get into this episode, I just want to go over a little housekeeping. All right, guys? Um, Right now, you'll find me on Instagram and uh, Facebook. I'm also going to be way more active now on YouTube. I've been hinting at some things, and I'm finally narrowed it down to what I want to do. So I want to break it down to you right now. Uh, On YouTube, I will be downloading all reaction episodes from here on out. You guys seem to be loving every reaction episode I put out and every quick hitter episode I put out are off the charts, both of them. So I will start with reaction episodes and I will probably start putting quick hitters on there as well. Um, Fantastic. The response you guys have been giving me lately is off the charts. I just want you guys to know I really, really appreciate your support. So with that, go to um you uh youtube and like and subscribe and also go to spotify and leave a star review uh hopefully it's a five star review follow there as well and hit me up on the dm and i will send you new stickers and i have wrist bracelets the ones that old lance armstrong used to have but they are blue with the michigan maniac uh on it and let's face it This is the football rant, but we are all Michigan maniacs. I will do that for free. You just got to hit me up, let me know where I need to send them, and I will do it for just simply thanking you for supporting me. Also, if you go to um, Spotify in the bio, you can hit uh, the voicemail. Voicemail Mondays is going to be a thing. Please leave your voicemail, and I will create a whole episode around whatever voicemails I get. If I don't get any voicemails, it'll continue just to be ask me anything. Either way, I'm hoping that you guys get involved. I want to be more uh retro I want to be more active with you guys. Okay. Also, you go to the bio in Spotify and you can support this podcast for a mere four ninety nine a month. I think there's three options. Ninety nine cents Four ninety nine and nine ninety nine. Either one, I really don't care. Either one you want, you go ahead and support this podcast, and it will allow me to buy shirts, hats, and all the other stickers and uh, bracelets that I can pay for. That's all I want to do is just give back to the maniac society that has been so good to me. So I appreciate you guys. Go through all this if you can. Let me know, and I will give back to you as much as I possibly can. Thank you so much for being the greatest audience ever. I mean, you guys have been fantastic. Um, to me, you always be the silent majority. There's a few of you I hear from constantly, but the numbers have just been increasing, and it is fantastic. 
it is getting to the point um it's getting to the point where we are almost pre-covid numbers and that's exciting and i have only you to thank so thank you very much guys once again go to youtube go to spotify like and subscribe on both leave a review on both hit me up on the dms and i will send you new stickers and new rubber bracelets you go and support me on the bio in spotify pick any one of the three that is that is offered and i will also send you a hat once the the new hats come out i want you to pick which one and i will send them out i just want to make you guys happy that's all i want to do so i hope we can just crush it and i hope you love this week's episode Hey, welcome to the Big Game Pre-Game TCU. Man, what a journey we've gone through, huh? I mean, this has been exciting. I'll be honest, I'm kind of frustrated with what I've been hearing in the, uh, I guess in the media days or whatever. Um, I think it's just because TCU is new to this process, I guess, not like we're some great you know veterans of the college football playoff but still i i don't do i'm trying to control myself because these games take so long to play and you don't know how the team's going to come out and play if michigan were to play tcu the week after they played purdue I would really just lay in on what TCU has been saying. I, I think actually it's kind of stupid what they've said. And I'm going to get into it. Don't worry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm uh, dilly-dallying around here. But I, I, I don't get how people think that the Big 12 is a good conference. I'm shocked by it, actually. So shocked that I actually looked into some numbers on on it. And... um. It doesn't pan out. I think the only reason why TCU in the Big 12 has got any type of love whatsoever is because it was built this year to be a platform or springboard for either Oklahoma or Texas when they get springboarded into the uh, SEC. Because you're going to want, and I would assume Oklahoma and Texas paid for this ability to have the springboard made, right? Because the numbers don't pan out that the Big 12 is a good conference. We're going to get into it in a second, but because you'd want Oklahoma or Texas to be in the playoff and get national recognition going into this. So this way, when they go to the SEC, if not one or both of them would get in, more than likely one, and it was probably going to be I don't know. You could have taken your pick. I mean, Oklahoma had all the all the crazy stuff with Lincoln Riley Lincoln Lincoln Riley leaving, um, and then Brent Venables coming in. You know, the defensive genius of Clemson, and you know they already have a solid offense set up and all this kind of stuff. And then there's Texas with Sarkeesian with the offense that he's per he's got going for him with uh, Bijan Robinson, and then now the mullets there, you know, 
Ewers and oh, this is it. This is going to be the year he finally has the quarterback that he wants, right? This is seems to be like the same storyline that Harbaugh used to always be tagged with, right? And they have a defense now and blah, blah, right? And it just happened that both of them fell flat on their face this year. The mullet got hurt, and Texas's defense wasn't as great as it should have been, and uh, Oklahoma just disappeared. I don't know what happened. Their defense is god-awful. I mean, worse than when Lincoln Riley was there, which shocks me, by the way. Um, you know, so they they had this all set up. I mean, all these teams were in the top 25, and all these people who just look at rankings and say, oh, TCU's played four or five top 25 teams. Here, let's just look at some of the numbers, right? Okay. Um, okay, so... I did top 25 in each of these categories. And I broke down the Big Ten and the Big 12, right? Because that seems to be, obviously, the the comparison and what we're trying to do here. And so in top and total defense in the nation, total defense, the big and the top 25, top 25 teams are ranked teams, you know, in the in this, in this category. Um, the Big Ten had seven in the top 25 ranked top def- uh, yeah top defenses right top total defenses 20 uh, they have seven out of 25 okay most of them being in the top 10 that being Michigan Iowa um I think even uh Minnesota was up there and also uh Ohio State was up there right Penn State pretty good too but then you go top total defenses for the Pac-12. I mean, for the Big Twelve, one. That's Iowa State. Okay. Now we go top twenty-five passing defenses. Right. Big Ten has six out of the top twenty-five. Big Twelve, one. Okay. Let's go down to rushing. All right. Hey. Listen, you would think, right, like you would think that the Big 12 is known for passing offenses. So you would think they would have great passing defenses to match that, maybe. Or you could go with the opposite. Well, they're great passing offenses, so the defenses are going to stink. Either way, don't care. You still have only one team in the top 25 in the pass defense. Going now run defense. Top 25 run defenses. Big 10, 7. Big 12, Two. Two. Huh. So they don't do pass defense well, and they don't do run defense well for the majority of the Big 12. So out of 12 teams, two teams are in the top 25. Out of 14 teams in the Big 10, seven of them are in the top 25 in pass defense and in run defense, or six in pass and seven in run. Hmm. Interesting. I thought Big 12 was would have by far in a way already shown itself to prove like that they were the top conference. Doesn't seem to be doing that right now. Huh. Scoring. You got to think that scoring, the scoring defense has got to be there, right? They're a passing league. So there's got to be a lot of interceptions, maybe some interceptions for, you know, pick sixes, things of that nature. There's got to be something. Top scoring defenses. Or maybe just even... Uh, allowing the fewest amount of points, whatever. I, Whatever the top scoring defense is, I d- didn't look into the 
what makes it top scoring. I think it's just allowing the points per game. Okay, Big Ten. Six. Six teams. Once again, six teams in the top 25. Big 12, three. Three. (laughs) So, defensively, the Big Ten has way more teams that do something all season long in every category possible in defense than the Big 12 does. So it looks like my theory of Texas or Oklahoma buying their way or trying to buy a platform for them to get into the playoff was something. Or maybe it was just that the powers to be said, you know what, we really want to showcase somebody from the Big 12 this year. And the only way we're going to do it, because the Big 12 has never had a great reputation as being a top conference since, I don't know, the 90s? Because uh, since 2014, there's only been one, one Big 12 team that has made the playoff consistent. No, just one, actually, just one. Oklahoma. 2014, TCU and Baylor canceled themselves out, and they didn't get into the big in, into the playoff. Now, you could blame that on the conference because they didn't have a conference championship at the game. Fine, whatever. But still, one team has only been in the playoffs four or five times, I think. Oklahoma's done it. Huh. Well, we'll show that they're, they're a big fraud as a conference on the defensive side. Let's just take a look at the offensive side for a second. Okay, so we're going to do the same categories. Total offense, total pass, I mean, pass offense, rush offense, and then total, like, scoring offense, right? Okay. Total offense. Out of the top 25 teams, right, out of the top 25 teams ranked. This is where it's kind of close, actually. Big 10, 2. Big 12, 2. Okay. A big, yeah, Big 12, Big 12 is 2. Then we go passing. Now, you would think this is where the Big 12 just shoves the their flag into the ground and gives the war cry that they are the great conference, the better conference, okay? Top 25 passing offenses. Big 10 has two, okay? Not impressive. Big 12, one. Hmm. Now we go to the rush. This one actually kind of surprised me. Two for the Big Ten. Surprising, right? You thought I would have thought there was more better, like better top rushing offenses in the Big Ten. The Big Twelve has four. So when you listen to the press conference that Mason Graham gave, right, about how he thinks that TCU is going to want to run it on Michigan to prove a point. I think you I think he's absolutely right and I think the numbers here are proving it just that that the conference liked to run way more than I thought. Okay. So maybe that's right. Maybe they're right. Then we're going to go scoring offenses. Big 10 has 3. Big 12 4. Hmm. So in that we heard all week, or actually the last couple weeks, how explosive, how purely explosive TCU is as an offense, right? We heard that. We know that. Like we just that's what we've been talking about. How can Michigan hold back this explosive offense? Hmm. 
Well, I wonder. I guess they probably put up a lot of yards. I'm going to assume they put up a lot of yards. But then you think, well, they put up a lot of yards. You've got to think they're great in the red zone. No, they suck in the red zone. TCU sucks in the red zone. They score per game an average of 38 points per game. And I'll give the source in which I looked this up so you can all can check me on this. All right. 38 points per game for TCU. Michigan came in at 40 points per game. How could Michigan, the non-explosive team, score more points per game than the most explosive team in the history of college football, apparently? If you were to hear people talk, there's the one thing that TCU just is so amazing at. They led the country at one point in time with the most explosive plays. Most explosive plays in the country. TCU scoring 38 points a game. You know who was ahead of all that? Oklahoma, I mean, Ohio. Ohio scored 44. So they don't even top the top team that Michigan played. That's another thing I find really funny is that they're like, well, maybe Michigan's never played anybody really hard this season. Oh, that's interesting. Because Michigan beat, at the time, the number two team in the nation at their home. And by double digits. Now you could say, well, it's a it's a rivalry game. Things can happen, you know. Uh, one thing goes one way and it's a blowout. Okay, fine. But Ohio State, okay, just name one team then that TCU has played that was even ranked in the top ten. Oh, no, top five. Let's go top five because that's, that's where we're at, right? Playoff bound, playing good teams. We've said all that. Okay, who have they played in the top five? Hmm. Nobody. Also, what team has TCU played that's still in the playoffs? Huh. Nobody. But Michigan has beaten the number two team in the nation, who is one of the top scoring offenses in the nation, has one of the top defenses in the nation, right? Ohio State, defensively, I don't like giving them credit, but if it's going to rub in the face of these hicks over here in uh, Texas, uh, Ohio State's defense came in at number nine. Top 10 defense. Huh. Top 10. Ooh, top 10 offense. Jeepers. That's amazing. And you know, uh, you're going to say, well, TCU is so explosive. They are 20th in the nation, total offense. 20th. Explosive. Explosive offense is only 20th in the nation. Jeez, how weird is that? And then their defense the, is, is the glaring. You need to know nothing more that Michigan should win this game and should win it by 20 points. If everything holds right, like if Michigan shows up and they're not rusty, they actually take TCU seriously because, like I've said all season long, if Michigan shows up to the game and doesn't take whatever team they're playing at that week seriously, Michigan will lose, right? They're not Georgia. And even then, Georgia has to still show up occasionally. But still, Michigan shows up, wants to prove a point, and is focused on TCU. They're going to blow the absolute doors off of them. You want to know why? Because TCU's defense is absolutely pathetic. Pathetic. They, if you just want to go by the rankings, now listen, rankings don't mean everything, right? As we know. Because look, Rutgers... Gave Michigan a hard time. Gave them a hard time. Illinois, I mean, not Illinois. Illinois is like third in the nation. 
in total defense. A very good defense, by the way. And I'll, uh, we'll, we'll get on Illinois in a second. But Indiana gave Michigan fits, right? But that had more to do with Michael, with Mike Hart going down, all that kind of stuff. But still gave them fits. And Indiana, in all metrics of defense, is in the hundreds. Hundreds. Like, they're that bad. But gave Michigan fits. So, obviously, rankings don't mean much. But they kind of do in a way, right? Like, you can kind of assume, because Michigan did win the game. Michigan has won every game they've played against every defense, right? No matter the ranking. And easily sometimes. Um, Well... Total, total defense. TCU seventy third in the nation. Seventy third in the nation. Total defense. Now they played. Michigan's played Ohio State, number nine in the nation. They beat them by double digits. Uh, Illinois, a squeaker. They beat Illinois, the number three team in the nation. Total defense, right? By a field goal. Now listen, that's also with both our running backs out. Both our running backs out. Uh, I think Schoonmaker was out at that point, and Mike Morris. That's full. We had four or five legitimate stars on our total team, off doing nothing, and our running game was absolutely crippled, and we still found a way to win, and beat the number three defense in the nation. Found a way to do it. Against the number three ranked defense in the nation. So the number 73 defense in the nation we've got to worry about. I mean, yeah, you could try and stop the run. I doubt you'll do it. I mean, this is, I don't know. I say that, but then things flash into my mind. Like uh, Texas. They stopped Texas. Uh, 28 yards rushing, I think it was, for Texas. But also... I think we're going to find out that Clint Ewers isn't as great as everyone thinks Clint Ewers is, right? So I think you're going to find out that J.J. McCarthy is a much better quarterback. And as everybody else has found out, when you make J.J. beat you, he beats you. Um, And then what, what also puzzles me is TCU beat Iowa State. Iowa State, in all metrics, is way better than anybody in the Big Twelve. And I didn't. I haven't watched that game, but TCU plastered that team. So I don't know. It, 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 those are the two teams in this TCU season that just throws a wrench into a lot of what I believe. I still think Michigan's two to three scores better than TCU. I've watched TCU a few times this year. At least three or four times because I live in Texas and they're all, they're always on. There's a few uh, TCU fans in the break room. So they're, they're whenever they're, they play, they're usually on the break rooms TV and I'm usually there. Or if not there, whatever, I've caught them on TV when I'm at home. I haven't really seen anything that's been so amazing. Max Duggan, by the way, is the man. I'll give him that. And that wide receiver is very good. But it's also very hard for me to sing the praises of a wide receiver when that wide receiver, as in a position, is very dependent on another position to make them electric, right? Like, as we've proven, if Nico Collins was on, say, Ohio State or Alabama or wherever, he would have been a first-round draft pick 
Easy. If he was with Alabama, he could have broke records, in my opinion. But because he had Shea Patterson throwing him the ball, he went in, what, fifth round, fourth round, something like that? Maybe it was a little third round. I can't remember. so long ago. But you see what I mean? Like, you can have the greatest wide receiver ever, and he may only look average or underutilized when you have no one throwing him the ball. Right, so I want to get down to the keys of vict- to our keys to victory later, and this is I'm kind of laying the seeds for that. Um, so, anyways, I just I don't see how Michigan, not rusty and focused, is going to have a hard time moving the ball at will on TCU's defense. They run, and everybody's heard this by now. They run a three-three-five, not the greatest in the world when it comes to stopping the run. I'm sure Michigan's um, offensive team, offensive coordinators have broke down that Texas film constantly. So I'm sure they're going to have a great game plan, great game plan for it. I just, I get sick of hearing about this Big 12 thing. And I think we've proven just dishing through some of these numbers that Big 12 sucks. They, They were inflated to get Texas and Oklahoma TV time, even more TV time than they normally do. So they can get a bigger springboard into the SEC. That's my opinion. Now, I don't know if that's true, but it just seems like that. And then the wrong Texas team just was good this year. So you're kind of screwed. You set up this big platform, this big springboard, and Texas doesn't do it. Texas TCU steps steps in front and does it. I mean, you know, okay. It is what it is at this point. So now with this, my ramblings, let's get into a little bit more ramblings, but new new topic. Um, the the stuff that TCU has been saying. Now I don't know which person said it because I couldn't find it. I think it was a defensive back said that that JJ. Okay, that first of all, Michigan. All Michigan is is Texas. Okay, and he made this. I hate when people make this comparison. Well, this team is like this team, and we beat this team, so we should beat them. That is so stupid. I I just it's the it's not stupid. It's the lazy man's way of saying your team's going to win without really having an argument or any type of real opinion. You said, "Oh, look, that shirt's red. This shirt's red." Well, okay, then they're the same thing. Well, maybe that red shirt's a t-shirt. Maybe that other red shirt's a button-down silk shirt. Not the same thing. So but if we are even Texas, we are a better team, a better version of Texas, right? Our running backs, we have two amazing running backs. Texas has one. We have a very good quarterback in JJ and getting better. They have a decent quarterback in Clint Ewers. Um, our defense is way better than Texas's. And Texas gave TCU fits all day long with that pass rush. And Texas is nowhere near as good at sacking the quarterback as Michigan is. Hmm. Also, <laughs> uh, I just I get so frustrated. Okay, so we'll get off Texas. Next one is, they say that all J.J. McCarthy is is a different version or a slightly better version of Brock Purdy. Okay, well, whatever TCU person said that is a moron because he obviously didn't know what Brock Purdy did to Texas 
or Texas Christian University, TCU. So yes, I would love it if I would love it if he is a Brock Purdy, especially when it comes to how he plays against TCU. Out of the four years Brock Purdy played for Iowa State, he was three and zero against Texas uh, against TCU. Three and zero. Every game he played in, he threw for over. 250 yards, about, I think one was like 250, one was 260, and one like was like 211. He averaged about two to one to two touchdowns per game. Okay. But he's still 3-0 against TCU. So, yeah, fine. Let J.J. McCarthy be. Oh, and also, did I, last time I checked, didn't, wasn't Brock Purdy also starting for an NFL football team? Oh, that's interesting. Well, I guess if he's a much better, or if he's a slightly better version of Brock Purdy, well, I guess that's pretty fucking good then, isn't it? Just dumb arguments from TCU. I I just don't... I don't know. If you're going to come up with good smack talk, please, for the love of God, let it be good at least. Let it be something. I don't even know what they're doing with that. He's a better version of a quarterback that beat your team three years in a row and is now starting in the NFL. He's a better version of that. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. All they are is Texas. So we beat Texas. We beat them. Oh, oh, that's a, that's a really good comparison. You idiot. Oh, this grapefruit is circular, just like an orange. So therefore they're the same. (laughs) Morons. Um, yeah, I just don't get it. Now listen, keys to victory for us. It's very simple, in my opinion. It's very simple. Is one, you have to slow down Max Duggan. He's he's good. I, as much as I'm going to shit on TCU, he's the real deal. I really do like this kid. I do. I like him. I like that he has... Uh, he doesn't quit. He wasn't the starter at the beginning of the season. That didn't stop him. He still stayed focused, and he kicked ass all season long. Like it. I really like it. But he's a quarterback in the Big 12. Okay. Um. If what we need to do is when we eventually start killing their offensive line with our pass rush, which we will, because Kansas State did it. Uh, Texas did it. Actually, Kansas State did it twice. So it's going to happen. We're going to get pressure on Max Duggan. And that's why they're going to want to run the ball with Max Duggan. Because what they have seen, and they're going to use this as an example, I bet. And that's going to be the Maryland game. Michigan, at the beginning of the season, was not very good at holding their rush lanes. They just weren't. And as we watched in the last half of that game against uh, against Maryland, that Bobby Joe or Billy Joe Edwards or whatever that white kid's name was, and Talia uh, both had great success with scrambling a little bit, letting Michigan over-pursue, and then running through the rush lane in which was vacated by said rusher, right? And they had great success doing that. And I mean, great success. I mean, I think they only had like 60-something yards in the total rushing, I think, by the quarterback in that game. But still, it was timely. It was like a third and 14, you know, uh, fourth and three, things like that. That's what's going to kill us is if you allow Max Duggan to get 14 yards on a third and 13. 
That's what's going to hurt us. He may get one or two 20-yard runs. He might. But what's going to hurt us more is if we continue to allow him to get the important yards on third down, right? So we need to stop Max, or not even stop him, slow him down. Slow down Max Duggan and force him to pass the ball. Yeah, I know you're going to say he's at 3,000 yards passing. Yes, but as I've told you and we've seen in the in the numbers, the Big 12 isn't a very good pass defense conference. So it's not shocking that he threw for that many yards. Not shocking at all. Also, if you take away Max Duggan's first read, he has trouble because he doesn't want to continue to look and try and find the progression. He will if you force him to, but he's not going to. You know what his next thing's going to do? He's going to look, first one's not there, and then he's going to run. And that's what he did. Kansas State was a witness to that. I think he had 110 yards rushing against Kansas State all on one drive where everybody and their mother knew he was just going to run. That's the thing. He looks to run first. Throwing is just an option for this kid. Like, he'll do it if it's wide open. And that's usually because that that Quentin Johnston or Quentin Johnston, that beast of a man over there that's uh, is usually more dominant than the cornerbacks he's going up against because he's going up against cornerbacks that play in the Big 12. So we'll see. Maybe they are for real. Maybe our cornerbacks aren't that great. I doubt it, but still. So we need to take away his first look. We need to, we need to slow him down. And also, we need to take the same approach that we took with, with uh, well, pretty much all teams, but especially with Ohio State. Let them get all the yards you want from the 20 to the 20, right? Move the ball up and down, whatever. You know, but you got to, you've got to make, when they get in the red zone, Build that big blue that big blue wall in that red zone and stop them from scoring. Which shouldn't be that hard because TCU in general stinks in the red zone. Stinks. The guy had over three thousand yards passing, and I think like four hundred yards rushing, something like that, on the season. And their wide receiver like had a thousand yards receiving and fourteen hundred yards receiving, and their running back had like a thousand, something like that. They they all had very good stats, and they averaged thirty eight points a game. That's it. That tells me their red zone stinks. They're kicking more field goals than they're scoring touchdowns, and those touchdowns they're getting are on big plays, not on red zone plays. So if we can slow down the big play. Right, slow down Max Duggan and then build the big blue wall in the red zone. We should win this game. It's going to look a lot like that Ohio State game. Different in the fact that instead of dropping back everybody and creating this barrier, because we knew that Stroud wasn't going to run at all, right? It's, it, it actually might look a lot the same. They might just stay in their lanes and force. Duggan to pass the ball and not give him a chance to run it, right? I don't know, man. I just, I don't, I, I don't. If Michigan is as serious as they say they are and they're this focused, right, and they don't have much rust on them, I, I just, I don't see how Michigan loses this game. And I don't see how Michigan isn't at least two, at least two scores, on the minimum, two scores better. 
than TCU. And I'm talking touchdowns, not field goals. They're at least 14 points better than TCU. They could be more. I mean, if if Will Johnson or if the Michigan backfield can slow down Marvin Harrison Jr., can slow one. Now, we didn't really slow down Charlie Jones. That dude went off. But in the later, in the second half, slowed down Charlie Jones. I think we can at least slow down Quinton Johnson. Last time I checked, he's not he's not Randy Moss. Now listen, like I said, that's why they play the games, right? I mean, also, TCU starts off slow. And they are a stronger second-half team. So this is going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting which strong second-half team wins. I think we're going to. I think if TCU starts off slow and Michigan starts off medium to fast. I think this game could get out of hand before the second half. And I think we'll lock it down in the second half. I don't know. I just, I don't, I just, I don't see it, man. I've been looking at it. I just, I don't see how we lose this game. I just don't. Um, I'm very confident in doing this, but like I said, this, I, this is why they play the game. Michigan go in there and completely take a big shit on the field and we can look like absolute shit. 100%. And that can happen. They are young men who took a month off of playing football. (laughs) It can totally happen. I don't know. We're totally going to see. I can't. I'm actually... That's the only thing that really makes me nervous. Um, I'm going to end on this, though. Uh, Michigan is going to win. Plain and simple. I think we're going to win. I my my prediction is going to be thirty eight to seventeen would be my guess. Um, thirty eight seventeen Michigan. I wouldn't shock me if we're in the forties. Um, thirty eight seventeen Michigan is going to win. By the way, one quick note. Very uh, very excited about what I was talking about in last week's episode or two weeks ago or whatever it was episode about. Uh, transfer portal compared to recruiting class. If you guys listen to that episode, you'll see that what I was talking about is actually happening now, right? Michigan is killing it in the transfer portal and is, you know, doing pretty good in in the recruiting class, right? But the one I'm really excited about is this Barner kid, this AJ Barner kid, the tight end from Indiana. Uh, He's a stud, dude. Uh, We were worried that uh, Eric All was leaving. I don't think we need to because I think I wrote it down here. Oh yeah, Barner in two seasons, right? Forty-two catches, three hundred sixty-one yards, and four touchdowns. Three seasons for Eric All: fifty-four receptions, five hundred sixty-five yards receiving, and two touchdowns. We're we're replacing. We're basically replacing a kid. And go and just watch some of Barner's highlights. A kid can get the ball. I'm very excited about this. I, I love basically every single one of the transfer portal kids that Michigan got. Very excited about all of them. Can't wait to see what happens. I'm recruiting. I, I mean, I don't know. They're, they're high school kids. Who knows what's going to happen with them when they get into college? I just don't know. I, and I, I used to get excited about it. I just don't anymore. So Michigan's going to win. I want to get out of here. Uh, God, I'm excited. It's going to be a big day. It's going to be a big day because my son is getting engaged. He's asking his woman to marry him on the 31st. Michigan plays early. The engagement party's at night. 
Hopefully she says yes. <laughs> it's going to be one awkward. It's going to be one awkward engagement party. Um, but uh, it's either going to be the one of the great days in my life. Or it's as a potential of just really being a shit day. Either way, let's see what happens. Uh, it's going to be, it's great to be Michigan Wolverine, guys. It is great. Let's just sit back and enjoy this. And uh, let's see what happens. I mean, I think we're going to the national title, guys. I really do. They still got to play the game. And this podcast could probably age very poorly. <laughs> but I'm going to believe that our boys are going to take this home. Uh, so it's great. It's great to be Michigan Wolverine and always and forever, guys. Go Blue.